Well, bless him, bless him, bless him, absolutely. Man. Yeah, I mean, you know, he is no Colson. When when Proctor and I were on the um, Maury Povich show in Washington D.C. many years ago, uh, we did it many times. Uh, Colson preceded us once and wouldn't allow us on set. He would not allow the likes of us to be on set as he did his whole Christian criminal prison stuff. No, no, I'll tell you, Haggard. I mean, Charles Colson is no Ted Haggard. Okay, the primary elections are over, and for the Republican Party, they contain good news and bad news. I'm taking this out of the Daily Beast. The good news, Republicans are angry. Oh, you think? Angry at Barack Obama, angry at the national debt, even angry at some of the leaders of their own party. I love the fact that they're angry at the national debt, as if it is indeed some monster that stalks the nation. They've anthropomorphized it, so they've given it a personality. They hate it. And, of course, they connect Che, Mao, Stalin, Obama with it. It's just a total coffee clutch of wingnuts. Okay. Republicans, well, they're angry, and angry is a good motivator. And in midterm elections, where turnout is usually small, a little motivation goes a long way. The bad news, Republicans are not hungry. They're not willing to submerge their anger for the sake of winning elections. That's right. We're looking at ignorant, um, ideological purity. They either don't think they need to compromise their this ideological purity to beat Democrats this fall, or they don't care. In either case... They may be blowing their shot at a midterm landslide. This is something I've been saying since I went on the air in April and I've been thinking for a year. Oh, patting myself on the back. Okay, two exhibits to prove the point. Exhibit A, California, uh, the state from which I have recently fled. The Golden State's political history is clear. Centrist Republicans like Schwarzenegger and Pete Wilson, who was a moderate when he was elected, then became an anti-immigrant demagogue. Bad food, who knows, bad company. They can win stateside elections, but right-wing Republicans cannot. The state is just too culturally liberal and too ethnically diverse. This year, GOP primary voters could have chosen a slightly dull, highly wonky, pro-choice former congressman named Tom Campbell. Campbell, according to a recent Los Angeles Times poll, would have led incumbent Democratic Senator Barbara Boxer by seven points in the general election. Instead, they chose former Hewlett Packard CEO Carly Fiorina, who opposes the right to abortion, can't decide if global warming is real, won the endorsement of Sarah Mama Grizzly Palin, and according to the Times poll, trails Boxer by the same margin that Campbell leads her. Fiorina didn't win the GOP Senate primary only because she is more conservative. She also bought it with her vast personal wealth. Carly Fiorina, I have to tell you my Carly Fiorina story. Uh, just before the millennium, I was on the uh, corporate speaking uh, circuit. And one of the gigs I did was for HP, and Carly Fiorina had just become their new CEO. And this took place in in a, a warehouse that had been turned into a kind of a carnival space in Miami, Florida. And it was jammed with people, and there was liquor everywhere. Now, normally I go out and do this kind of like high-end act in front of people sitting, you know, eating rubber chicken or drinking Coca-Cola in places, but no, no. Preceding me is a chorus line of Las Vegas beauties, you know, with, with headdresses eight feet tall. They go out and dance and they got guys there singing. I thought, oh no, well, they're paying me. I got to do it. So I walk out on stage. Carly Fiorina's in the front row. The place is mad. They're just mumbling and screaming and drinking. And I went, oh no. And I took a solid look at her and the place went silent. 
and I got through my act without any jeering, without any kind of, you know, alcoholic response. I spent most of my time playing Carly. Well, (laughs) I think other people are going to be playing Carly very soon. Exhibit 2, Nevada, where everyone agrees that Senator Majority Leader Harry Reid is extremely vulnerable, probably for doing a real good job leading a funky Senate, okay? But perhaps not quite vulnerable enough to lose to Sharon Engel, a woman who wants to abolish Social Security, the Department of Education, and the income tax. Reid did his best to make Engel his opponent spending heavily to undermine the more moderate GOP frontrunner, Sue Loudon. Well, she actually undermined herself. She's the one that said, we don't need health care, we can just trade chickens with the doctor. So, of course, Harry Reid sent chickens to all of her gatherings, and and the state passed a law making it illegal for people in chicken suits to vote in Nevada. I, I just love it. The way some of those dress, how can you tell? Anyway, it seemed to have worked. So, Angle now is the perfect symbol of the Republican base in 2010. She's a fresh face, which means she's probably totally ignorant of politics. She enjoys grassroots support, which means the wingnuts line up to shout at her. And she wants to repeal the handiwork, not just of Franklin Roosevelt, but of Theodore Roosevelt. Successful parties motivate their activists. We know this is what what, uh, Obama did so successfully in 2008. He motivated the activists and and harnesses them to do the work. And they convince them that it's it's so important to retake power that it's worth supporting ideologically impure candidates who have the best chance to win. That's the way you do it. That's not happening in today's Republican Party. The GOP has not been in the political wilderness long enough to make those compromises. It's not in a pragmatic frame of mind. Republican activists are desperate to show America how angry they are. They're less desperate to win elections. And on both counts, they may get their wish. Now get ready for this, David, because this is so way beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Okay. An Arizona elementary school. I said Arizona. That does it already. Yeah, we know I this is going to be wing nut I'm heaven. There. Okay. An Arizona elementary school mural featuring the faces of kids who attend the school has been the subject of constant daytime drive-by racist screaming from adults, as well as the object of a radio talk show host and city councilman Steve Blair, who broadcast... I'm not a racist individual, but I will tell you, depicting a black guy in the middle of that mural, based upon who's president of the United States today, and based upon the history of this community, when I grew up, we had four black families, who I have been very good friends with for years, to depict the biggest picture on that building as a black person, I would have to ask the question, why? Oh, that's a wonderful sentence just to begin with. Yeah. The school Uh principal ordered the faces of the Latino and black students to be changed to Caucasian skin. No. Yes. I mean, this, you know, David, I used to think, well, yeah, this this is just winged up. But you know what? What's what's next? The Arizona version of Kristallnacht? What's it going to be? Taco Nacht? Firebomb? (laughs) Firebomb? All the Taco Bells? uh, Make a bonfire out of Spanish textbooks in front of the courthouse? Well, we wouldn't want the, we wouldn't want any sort of you know specifically racist policies to be discussed under uh, you know. But school there's good walls. news. There's there good is good news. news. There's good news. Oh. This is all good news now. The gutless, car-bound, racist lost, and the mural is being restored to its original theme. And Jeff Lane, the principal of Miller Valley Elementary School, and Kevin Cap. The school superintendent showed up at a protest to apologize for giving in to whims of mentally deranged adults spewing racial epithets 
at a painting. Boy, I'll tell you. And if they'd, if they'd just thrown, you know, tar balls at the mural as they drove by, then everybody would be African-American. Still waiting for a response to those 300 resumes you sent out last month? Bad news. Some companies are ignoring all unemployed applicants. In a current job posting on the People Place, a job recruiting website for the telecommunications, aerospace, defense, and engineering industries, an anonymous electronics company in Angleton, Texas, advertises for a quality engineer. Qualifications for the job are the usual computer skills, oral and written communication skills, light to moderate lifting, but red print at the bottom of the ad says client will not consider or review anyone not currently employed regardless of the reason. So you're out of a job, man. You're out of luck. In a nearly identical job posting for the same position, on the Benchmark Electronics website, the red print is missing. But a human resources representative for the company confirmed to HuffPost just recently that the PeoplePlace ad accurately reflects the company's recruitment policies. Here's a quote. 